Guadalupe Radio presents Christ Lives, the podcast. Second chapter, the Beatitudes. Jesus goes to villages and surrounding areas, preaching the gospel and healing the sick. His 12 apostles follow him along with a few women who serve him. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diseases and torments, the blind and the lame, those which were possessed with devils, and he healed them. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee, Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and from beyond Jordan. And everyone wanted to touch him because they knew he could cure them. Twelve of his disciples he called apostles, Simon, whom he called Peter, Andrew, his brother, James, and his younger brother John, the sons of Zebedee, whom he also named sons of thunder, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew, called Levi, Thomas, Jacob, son of Alphaeus, and his brother Judas Thaddeus, Simon called Zealot, and Judas Iscariot. Seeing the multitude, he went up the mountain to pray where his disciples joined him. The great multitude that came from Judea, Jerusalem, from the coast of Tyro and Sidon, came to hear him preach, and many came to be healed. For he had compassion, and he cured all those that came to him. And everyone tried to touch him, because healing power came out of him, and he healed everyone. And looking up at his disciples, he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and lie and say all kinds of evil things about you because of me. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its taste, how will it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled on by people. You are the light of the world. Let your light shine before men. Don't misunderstand why I have come. It isn't to cancel the laws of the prophets. No. I have come to fulfill them and to make them all come true. You have heard that it was said, Thou shalt not kill. Whoever murders will answer for it in court. But I say to you, 
Whoever is angry at his brother is in danger of judgment. You have heard that it was said, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say to you, anyone who even looks at a woman with lust in his eye has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So if your eye causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. Better that than find yourself in hell. You have heard what was said, Thou shalt not swear falsely and do not break your vows to God. But I say don't swear. Don't swear an oath at all. Don't swear an oath by heaven, which is God's throne, or by the earth, which is his footstool, or by Jerusalem which is the city of the great king. Say yes when it's yes and no when it's no. Your word is enough. Anything more than that comes from the evil one. Your word is enough. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. The law of Moses says that if a man gouges out another's eye, he must pay with his own eye. But I say don't resist violence. If you are slapped on one cheek, turn the other too. There is a saying, love your friends and hate your enemies. But I say love your enemies. Pray for those that persecute you. If you love only those who love you, what good is that? If you are kind only to your friends, what is so special? Be perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired and attract attention. When you help someone in need, don't announce it with trumpet fanfare. Your left hand should never know what your right hand has done. Do it secretly, privately. Your father sees what you do. He knows all secrets and will reward you. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who pretend piety by praying publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. When you pray, go away by yourself alone and shut the door behind you and your father who knows your secrets will reward you don't store up treasures here on earth where they can erode away or may be stolen store them in heaven where they will never lose their value and are safe from thieves if your prophets are in heaven your heart will be there too. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and money, for you will hate one and love the other, or else the other way around. Don't ever worry about tomorrow. After all, tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough troubles of its own. Don't judge others and you won't be judged for others will treat you as you treat them why worry about a speck a piece of sawdust in the eye of your brother when you have a board 
or wooden beam in your own eye? Should you say, friend, let me help you get that speck out of your eye when you can't even see because of the board in your own? You hypocrite! First get rid of the board from your own eye, then you can see clearly to help remove the piece of sawdust from your brother's eye. Beware of false teachers who come disguised as harmless sheep but are wolves and will tear you apart. You can detect them by the way they act, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit. A tree producing an inedible kind can produce what is good. And a tree that produces a delicious fruit never produces an inedible one. The way to identify a tree or a person is by the kind of fruit produced. Not everyone who says my name will enter the kingdom of heaven. He who does the will of my Father who is in heaven is the one who will enter. On the judgment day, many will tell me, Lord, Lord, we told others about you and used your name to cast out demons and to do many other great miracles. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, for your deeds were evil. All those who listen to what I say and follow my words will be like a wise person who built his house on solid rock. Though the rain came in, torrents and the floods rose and the storm winds beat against his house, it didn't collapse, for it was built on rock. But those who hear my instructions and ignore them are foolish, like the man who built his house on sand. For when the rains and floods came and storm winds beat against this house, it fell in a mighty crash, and all was a total disaster. When Jesus finished this speech, the crowds were amazed at his teachings because he taught them with authority and kindness, unlike the experts in Moses' teachings. When Jesus came down from the mountain, a man with leprosy came and bowed down in front of him, pleading, Sir, if it is your will, you can make me clean. Yes, I want to, so be clean. Jesus reached out and touched him, and immediately his skin disease disappeared. Don't tell anyone about this. Instead, show yourself to the priest then offer the sacrifice Moses commanded as proof to people that you are clean. But news about Jesus spread even more as he saw a crowd approaching, so he ordered his disciples to cross to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Let's go. Leaving the crowd, they took Jesus along in a boat. Suddenly, a severe windstorm came across the sea. The waves were breaking into the boat so that it was quickly filling up. Yet Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat. So they woke him up. Lord, teacher, save us. We are going to die. Don't you care that we may drown? Be still, wind. Calm yourself, sea. Be absolutely still. And you, why do you cowards have so little faith? The twelve were overcome with fear, 
and amazed at what had just happened, they asked each other, Who is this man? What kind of man is this? Who is he that even the wind and the sea obey him? Jesus would travel through towns and provinces, preaching the word of God. His twelve apostles would accompany him, and some of the women that served him as well. Mary of Magdala, a city in Galilee, one of the earliest followers of Jesus, who they called Magdalena. Jonah, wife of Chusa, Herod's administrator. Susanna, Claudia, Mary and Martha, sisters of Lazarus. And, from time to time, his mother Mary. My son! Mother! A great crowd had gathered around him, and he spoke to them in parables. A farmer went to plant seed. Some seeds were planted along the road, and birds came and devoured them. Other seeds were planted on rocky ground where there was little soil. The plants sprouted quickly because the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, they were scorched. They withered because their roots were not deep enough. Other seeds were planted among the thorn bushes, and the bushes grew up and choked them. But other seeds were planted on good ground, sprouted, and produced thirty, sixty, or one hundred times as much as he planted. Let the person who has ears listen. Lord, what is the meaning of this parable? The seed is the word of God, and those on the road are the ones that have heard, but the evil one comes at once and snatches away what was planted in him. The seed planted on rocky ground is the person who hears the word and accepts it at once with joy. Since he doesn't have any roots, he lasts only a little while. When suffering comes along, he immediately falls from faith. The seed planted among thorn bushes is the one that heard the word. But the worries of life and deceitful pleasures of riches choke the word so they can't produce anything. But the seed planted on good ground is the person who hears and understands the word with an open heart and perseverance and therefore produces crops. Does anyone bring a lamp into a room to put it under a basket or under a bed? Isn't it put on a lampstand? There is nothing hidden that will not be revealed. There is nothing kept secret that will not come to light. Let the person who has ears listen. Knowledge will be measured out to you by the measure of attention you give. One day, a man named Jairus, a principal leader of the synagogue, came to Jesus. He quickly bowed down in front of him and begged, My only daughter is dying. Please, come. Lay your hand on her and touch her, so that she may get well and live. Jesus and his disciples got up and followed the man. A huge crowd followed him and pressed him on every side. Then a woman came up behind Jesus and touched the edge of his clothes. She had been suffering from chronic bleeding for 12 years. Although she had been under the care of many doctors and had spent all her money, she had not been helped at all. 
she had actually become worse. If I can only touch him, even just his robe, I know I will be healed and the sickness I've had for so long will disappear. In that instant, the blood flow dried up immediately and she felt she was cured from her affliction. And Jesus felt his power had gone out of him, leaving him for a second. Who has touched me? Who has touched my robe? I feel as if an energy in me has left me. It's this multitude of people that surrounds you and suffocates you. Forgive me, Master. It was me. Please forgive me. Woman, get up. Since I was twelve, I have been ill, with heavy hemorrhaging. I've suffered a lot at the hands of doctors. It was such a desperation I had that I went to all sorts of doctors and so-called healers. I gave them all I had, and yet all was in vain. Things are now worse than ever. When I heard you would be here, I came running. I know that I am impure due to my illness, but I knew that even if I just touched a thread of your mantle, that I would be cured. Child, all is well. Your faith has healed you and made you whole. Go in peace. As Jesus came to the synagogue leader's house, a servant approached him. The girl is dead. Oh, my daughter. My poor daughter. Don't be afraid. Just trust me. Have faith. Believe. And she will be saved. Don't cry, for she's not dead. She's only sleeping. He told the crowd to step out of the house and took the child's mother, father, and his three disciples, Peter, James, and John, and went to the child. He took her hand and spoke. Talitakumi, child, I say to you, get up. In that instant, the girl woke up at once and started to walk around with much energy, for she was 12 years old. The parents were astonished. Jesus gave them strict orders to give the little girl something to eat immediately and to not tell anyone about this miracle. But the news spread quickly throughout the region. At that time, King Herod, ruler of Galilee, heard of Jesus' fame. He said to his officials, This must be John the Baptist, the one I decapitated. He must have come back to life. And that's why he has such power to perform these miracles. Herod had arrested John, tied him up, and incarcerated him. He did this for Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip, whom he had married. It is not right for you to be married to the wife of your brother. It's against God's law. And even though Herod wanted to kill him, he was afraid of the people, for they considered John a prophet. But on his birthday, his stepdaughter, the child of his wife Herodias, danced before them, and he was very pleased and delighted with her. Ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you. I swear to you, I will give you anything you ask for. Even half of my kingdom can be yours. Instigated by her mother, Salome said, Whatever I want? <laughs> then give me the head 
of John the Baptist on a platter at once. Herod regretted his promise, and even though the king felt sadness, for he secretly admired John, he ordered for John to be beheaded. They brought his head on a platter, and the soldiers gave it to the girl, and Salome took it to her mother. Mother, my wish was granted. Here is his head, just as you asked me. <laughs> when John's disciples heard about this, they came for the body and laid him in a tomb. Then they went to tell Jesus. Hearing this news, he felt a deep sadness. He left in a boat and went to a place where he could be alone. But the crowds heard about this and followed him on foot from other cities. While you were gone, a multitude of people arrived looking for you. No one lives around here and it's already late. It's past supper time and there is nothing in the desert. Where shall we get bread to feed them? Master, we only have a few coins. It's not sufficient to buy anything. Rabbi, this young boy has five breads and two small fishes. Five breads? Two little fishes? This is nothing for so many. Teacher, what can we do? There are so many people, and five breads will just not do. And as Andrew said, teacher, we only have two small fish. Bring them here. Sir, it won't be enough. Tell them to sit. They ordered the people to sit down. After he took the five loaves of bread and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed the food. He broke the loaves apart, gave them to the disciples, and they gave them to the people. All of them ate as much as they wanted. Gather all the leftovers, for nothing should be wasted. When they picked up the leftover pieces, they filled 12 baskets. Over 5,000 people were fed that day. This man is truly the prophet that needed to come to this world. I am the bread of life. Whomever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will not have thirst. I am the bread that descended from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to have my own way. The bread from heaven gives eternal life to everyone that eats it. I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. Anyone eating this bread shall live forever. This bread is my flesh given to redeem humanity. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will have a life filled with light and will never live in the dark. Ah, you speak for your own favor. Your testimony doesn't mean a thing. Even though I speak about myself, my testimony is truthful because I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you do not know where I come from. You judge me while I don't judge you. And if I judge you, my judging is truthful because my judging comes from the Father. Where is your Father? You don't know me, nor my Father. If you knew me, you would also know my father. I will leave and you will look for me, but in your sin, you will die. Where I am going, you will not be able to go. Is he going to kill himself? He says, 
Where I am going, you will not be able to go. You are from here. I am from up there. You are from this world. I am not from this world. Who are you then? If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. For the scriptures declare that the rivers of living water shall flow from the inmost being of anyone who believes in me. This is palpable. Dare you speak It's intolerable. You who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? You too want to leave? Sir, where shall we go? You are the only one who speaks of the eternal world. We have listened and believe you. We know you are the son of the living God. We know you are the Christ. Sir, show me the way to reach your father. Teach me. Teach us how to pray. Yes, teacher. Just as John taught his disciples. Master? When you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive all those who have offended us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The priest and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught committing adultery to Jesus. And as they pushed her and hit her, they screamed obscenities. No. You know what you are? Whore. You're a false woman. You will a die for pig. your sins. Impure. This is a false Whore woman. Sinner. You will die. You're a dirty You pig. will die for your sins. Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. Moses' law says one must kill her. One must stone this kind of woman. What about it? What do you say? Jesus sat down and used his finger to write on the sandy ground. The person who is sinless should be the first to throw a stone at her. He then bent down again and continued writing on the ground. One by one, they left, beginning with the older men, the experts in Moses' teachings, and then the Pharisees, leaving them alone. Then Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, not one, sir. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Yes, my lord. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I will never forget you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. End of second chapter. If you like our show, don't forget to tell your friends. Please give us a five-star rating, a review, and support our show by visiting and donating through our website at ChristLives.LA. Christ Lives, the podcast is an original production by Guadalupe Radio with participation of Father Sean Aaron and special performances by Addie Dario, 
Peter Mendoza, Sal Lopez, Andres Londono, Alexis Santiago, Efraín Figueroa, Cynthia Dane, Maritzel Carrero, Kerry Casmira Wickstream, Camilo González, Gloria Laino and Denise Plasor, Soprano Juliet Plasor, Photography by Sonia Ruiz, Graphic Design by Martha Naranjo, Recording Gerardo Nevares, Editor Juan Andres Matos, Original Music by Maestro Marcos Loya, Script Production and Direction by Denise Plasor, Executive Producer and Director René Heredia. Christ Lives, the podcast, all rights reserved.